Today on Gamerhead Radio, half the beard, twice the hangover. Gamerhead Radio starts now. Stop being so loud. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. Oh, sorry. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. <laughs> uh, sorry, folks. Uh, Charlie is a little um, hungover today. Um, that just means I did Labor Day party correctly. <laughs> the, the day before, not the day of, which is smart. Anyway, uh, welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to Gamerhead Radio. I'm, of course, Viking Jesus Mike Nemitz. And uh, to my front side diagonal uh, is the uh, man formerly known as Goat. <laughs> Um, I say formerly because a certain someone chopped off his most prominent facial feature this past Reset. week. He still chopped it off. Yeah. You put up the picture and everything, and it's like, end of an era, and it's just like, oh, good, you finally, oh, that's your face, not, okay. <laughs> um, so yeah, this is, so this, uh, we're now 50% less beardly, but, for uh, now, but, but, but it's okay, we still love him, kind of. Um. And of, course, and of course, to my other diagonal, although not really diagonal, is of course the techno unicorn Charlie Worthily. Uh, hi, mostly here. Candy mostly Mountain, here. Charlie. Um, did you ever find your glasses, by the way? Oh my god, no, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> now that you, you mention uh, it, you, is that this week's contest? <laughs> I'm not. A, no, <laughs> listeners, don't come over to my house and try and find my glasses. That would be weird. Helpful, but weird. Yeah. <laughs> um. So uh, a busy a busy week in games. PAX is going on as we speak. PAX Prime over in Seattle, um, and uh, that, that's where they do penny arcade related things, and, and people are having a good time. But uh, I I assume I don't know. I've not been to one. Um, I haven't seen too much. I'm not having a good time on Twitter. So all I know is that Tommy is running around like a madman doing interviews, apparently, and also. Uh, hoarding things at the Capcom booth, apparently. But that's a story for another day. Um, uh, no game... Here's what I want to do with the game releases now. Because we seem to be consistently releasing on Tuesdays now, um, or after Tuesdays, I'm going to do the week we record instead of last week, which works out perfectly, because nothing big came out last week except for Madden. And do either of us care about Madden? Nope. I don't think so. Yes, I do. I don't think you do. Yeah. Because now I know where Matches Elfring is going to be for the next six months. <laughs> uh, anyway, so this week uh, Diablo Three comes out on consoles, which I'll allow you to form your own opinion of whether that's a good idea or not. Well, if it works or not, let's see. Uh, um, also, Rayman Legends finally sees release. I'm so excited, and I just can't hide it. Please hide it, please. <laughs> Charlie, don't don't unzip that. <laughs> Is that. Some things just stay between us. Really? Really? You got that tattooed there? <laughs> wow. So, uh... It's so, a little Ray, man. So, <laughs> <laughs> so at least... We- so at least one person in this room is incredibly excited for the new Rayman game. Oh, I am as Just, well. Yeah, I know you enjoyed Origins. I said at least. Yeah. Are, well, okay, so are you? <laughs> I am. So, so all of us. <laughs> I just probably Wait, won't me sound weird. That. I just, well, one person likes it, and we're all, the, I, we're all sitting here just going, yeah, jazz hands. <laughs> 
I, I probably won't pick it up immediately because um, I'm more interested in Kingdom Hearts next week and oh, Grand yeah. Theft Auto the week after that. Um, and uh, th- things are going to be tight this month. But that's besides the point. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, that's everything that came out. Uh, Goat, did you get any game time in this week? Yeah, I actually started something that I never thought I'd start in my life. Really? Yep. Between uh, two people I know that are like complete fanboys and you, but you weren't pushing as much. I uh, actually started God of War. Really? Yeah. Wow. It's interesting. Yeah, it's the interesting. First I thought I was the yeah. last one, seriously. Yeah. No, I got the collection there mm-hmm. from a borrow source, and yeah, it's it's a smash em, crash em, I am man game, but it's, it's hold me now. I wouldn't. Yeah, it's, it's, it's still I, shaky of how I, far I, I'll go. I, yeah, I definitely think you're not probably not going to finish it, but um, it's it's. Um, but at least I've played it to get everybody off my back because they're like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest thing since sliced bread," and I'm like, "I highly doubt that sliced bread is a great invention." <laughs> it's true, but I mean, I, I see the fandom, I really do. But I think it's like like Mike said, it's going to be one of those where it's just not for me. Yeah, yeah. Got a war? That it? Uh, well, Saints Row, obviously. Um, I think I've retired. Whittling, whittling down a little bit. Yeah, I think I've. Uh, I think I've retired Animal Crossing. That was a quick stunt. I think you got about as much time out of it yeah. as I did. I did pick up uh, Pokemon Black again though because I need to finish that before. Yeah, you know, Pokemon X and Y are only coming out in like a month. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, and I want to finish Black before at least X comes out. Yeah. So, okay, Charlie, what did you play this week? Um. Nothing. Nothing. I mean, like, yeah, I play, play my, you know, my, uh, my iPad games. I play, you know, Plants vs Zombies two still. Oh, um, you know, I, I I do a lot of mobile gaming just because, like, it's, he's on the go. Yeah, I don't yeah. think I've ever seen Charlie without his iPad. So yeah. that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, if you haven't played, if if you own a device that can play better games, and you haven't played The Room. Um, it is a fantastic game. The um, Room. The Room. It's uh, it's like a missed throwback. Um, oh. In um, in as much as uh, you know, you're, you're put into a room and there's this contraption in the middle of the room and you have to go around it. Like the interface of the of the game is you kind of like just like you know drag around the screen so like it's like a table with like a puzzle box or something on it. And so you're clicking, you're dragging and spinning around and looking all over the table and the box for little things to tap on and get them to interact with and solve puzzles and then you know open up the key to take you into the next room. It's hmm. um it's it's a great game if you like puzzle games like Myst. Um it's uh it's absolutely a must check out. And the reason why I just played that is because um they announced that the room 2 is going to be coming out before the end of this year. Interesting. And they they uh released an update to the original room called mm-hmm. the room epilogue which oh. added an additional room, an additional puzzle room to solve. Oh, okay. So I had beaten it way in the way back in the past, and so I re-downloaded it to get the epilogue content. Yeah. And so yeah. I w- went through that. I mean, like, it, to be honest, it's a short game. Yeah. Like, you know, you can, like, you know, somebody could probably beat it in a night. Oh, okay. Um, you know, if, if they're if they're if they're decently good at puzzle games, yeah, but yeah. Um, still, it's a great experience. What platforms are it on? Um, uh, both iOS and Android. Oh, I might be able to play it on Android, possibly. Can't play it. Can I play them on a phone or um, is it? I know it's on Android, and the Android market typically doesn't discern between phones and tablets. It's more just a matter of can your phone, can your device handle it? Oh, okay. And it's, it is a very, you know, it is a very 3D game. So, oh, okay. You know, well, and if, comfort, if, probably, too. Yeah, if you've got, like, a $50, you know, LG, you know, Optimus prepaid phone, you're probably not going to be able to play it. <laughs> so oh, I'm out. <laughs> <laughs> no, your, your resound could probably handle it. Yeah. So, it, it handled, um, what was that one? The one where you got the ball and all that uh, apparatus. It had a lap. Oh, okay. Yeah, so. yeah. 
Interesting. Well, I'll yeah. see if I can check it out. Um, I finished Saints Row 4 last weekend. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't terribly long. I, I ended up um, 20 hours and 25 minutes, uh, 95% of the way through. Wow, um, that's not bad at all. I would have I, I would have been a hundred percent if it wasn't for the fact that this one like side thing was just so goddamn hard. Which is funny because it was the medium difficulty of that particular activity, and I beat the hard one like no problem. <laughs> the easy one was even more no problem, but the medium one is it's like I, I can't get used to it. So, yeah. so there was that. And then uh, all week I've been playing Earthbound, finally getting around to it um, after literally. A decade and a half of people telling me, like, yeah, you need to play it. And I'm like, well, I can't. You know, it's kind of hard to find. And I don't like piracy and stuff like that. So I'm, then, I'm still grabbing my mind around that you're playing something that's more than 22 minutes old. Well, it, see, it, it's got... <laughs> first of all, yes. And second of all... Um, and enjoying it. That's actually the part that I'm having the hardest I'm really, part swallowing. I'm really enjoying it. Yeah. I mean, I just I just got through... Um, uh, the the town with all the the zombies in it. I just uh, threed. I think it is. Right. They, they, I just got rid of all the zombies. I'm heading in a four side now, um, and uh, I I'm really enjoying it. I'm really appreciating the humor. I really like a lot of the mechanics. I there's some mechanics in it that I really wish um, continued on. <laughs> continued on. Like one of the greatest things I think about Earthbound is that you know it's not random encounters like a lot of other JRPGs. The enemies are actually on the map and they'll run over to you and stuff like that. But if you're powerful enough, they'll run away from you, and if you run into them, then it doesn't even go into a battle screen, and it'll just disappear, and then suddenly it'll say, you won, and you get the experience. Yeah. And it's just oh. like, I love that's, that. That's pretty yeah. cool. I mean, yeah. So it makes grinding so much easier. Well, <laughs> it's, just, it's just like, well... well it's see, more realistic, too. It's more realistic, too, because the game realizes just like, okay, you're going to one-shot yeah. this dude, so we're just going to give <laughs> you the experience. Why waste the RAM on that? <laughs> um, and I can think about it. The more I thought about it, Nino Kuni did that. Mm-hmm. And that was probably another reason that I, was, I loved Nino Kuni so much, because there was the same thing. You just run into something, it runs from mm-hmm. you, and then suddenly, hey, I've got more experience. Um, but I think, that, I think stuff like that is great, and the only thing that's irritating me right now is that it's really difficult to revive your party members if you're like in a dungeon or something, because the, uh, the revive items are hard to find and really fucking expensive. And the only other way to revive them is to pay the bill at the hospital, which you may not be anywhere near, and you might not be able to get to just because, like, you know, your two other guys are dead, and you've yeah. got to make your way through these monsters to get to the hospital. It's the only thing I don't like about it so far. But so far, the story, the music, the the quote-unquote graphics, the the everything, I love it. And, and I can't wait to, you know, play more of it. I've heard especially... I haven't played it myself. I've heard especially that the music is phenomenal. The music is really good. Like, I... I, I the only thing I ever really heard about the music, other than that everyone praised it, was the fact that a lot of it is apparently ripped off of, like, Beatles songs and stuff like that. Oh. Um, I haven't noticed that yet, but then again, I'm not the biggest Beatles f- aficionado in the world, but a lot of the music is really cool, really... Um, it really fits, and now I can see why everyone praises it so much, why people like want it on VGL and stuff like that. Yeah. So, cool. so no, it's really cool. Definitely recommend it at some point. It's like ten bucks on the Wii U Virtual Console, but no, it, but it is a JRPG and will probably take forever, especially with someone like your schedule. Yeah, <laughs> until they make the Wii U Pad 3G, Charlie can't touch it. There, there, was, there was a, there was another thing that I was really liking about the fact that I can play this on the Wii U. I I was sitting in my chair and I was playing it on the Wii U gamepad, and then on the TV I just had like Judge Judy going. Mm. So uh, hang like, on, hang on. <laughs> judge has, Judy, he has an issue. Don't judge, man. I'm not. I'm, 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 not, I'm not judging Judge Judy. <laughs> <laughs> but 
do you it was is that what just what was on or do you just really I, like I, Judge I, Judy? I do enjoy watching Judge Judy. Courtroom shows in general or specifically Judge specifically Judy? Judge Judy. Okay. I, I can I can relate with her hatred of people. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, she's I do I do enjoy her when like she just when she really, she's like, you're being stupid. Shut up. Move on. I have better things to do with my time. Yeah, most most of, most other judge shows are they're usually like just like you know they're it's just a camera in a courtroom. Judge Judy, she's just like, no, you're dumb. So, shut up. Yeah. <laughs> you know. So okay, fair enough. So yeah, so yeah the, the fact that I can play mm-hmm. on the Wii U gamepad is a really big selling point for me. But anyway, okay, that's what we did in video games. Let's see what the industry did in video games. Coming in at number five, uh, Final Fantasy XIV saw a re-release last week, and I'm hearing great things about it. You know, it, it's actually working, and it's a highly polished gem, and people are enjoying it. But the problem about that is not many people are able to play it. Um, the game is apparently so popular, in fact, that Square Enix has shut off digital sales entirely until they can get more servers up and running and perform a little bit of maintenance and stuff like that. Um, but, you know, uh, Kotaku's Mike Fahey posted a story this morning um, about how he was trying to play Final Fantasy XIV and stuff like that, and uh, the only way he could really get on is if he kind of went to the Japanese servers during American peak times. Um, so he's he's uh, kind of circumventing the system, as are a lot of people, apparently, which uh, is, you know, unfortunate, given that the, the Final Fantasy XIV has kind of been cursed all along. Well, it's almost kind of standard now for online games because you figure SimCity people were playing on the other the European servers. Yeah, uh, Diablo, that whole thing they were playing on. I think the Asian servers. Yeah, it's just nobody's learned how to launch an online game correctly, or they undershoot it. Is what I noticed. I think they're like, okay, we we, we got a good fan base here. All right, we'll, we'll give them just enough for that fan base, and then like everybody gets into it, and they're like. Oh, we have three times the fan base we even thought about that uh, panic. <laughs> well, see, a lot of people are always quick to note that, you know, they're like, look at even the World of Warcraft launch, you know, so long ago. This kind of thing apparently happened then, too. I mean, it came out so long ago that a lot of people don't remember it. Um, and, of course, yeah. it wasn't as big a deal then because it was the first kind of MMO of its kind. You know, yeah. it definitely wasn't the first one, but it was the first one to gain such popularity. Um and then, you know, you see, like, you know, the the Final Fantasy fourteen. I'm pretty sure Guild Wars 2 had some problems there. Um, I'm almost positive that, uh, well, Final Fantasy fourteen when it originally launched, had the same problems, but among other problems at that point. Um, Eleven probably had problems. Eleven uh, had the R- same user Rift issues. had problems. You know, you see, like, you know, all these yeah. uh, MMOs, it's, it's almost standard now. It's just like, if you want to play it, Wait. <laughs> Wait. Um, and I think that might be one of the reasons uh, people, legacy players for Final Fantasy fourteen who bought it three years ago or whatever and are getting the updated version now, which I should have waiting in my mailbox somewhere, actually, now that I think about it, um, uh, were given early access by a week. And I think that might have been kind of like to let the servers warm up in addition to actually, like, you know, letting people in and playing it and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, well, also giving them their added bonus of, you know, a light server that actually works properly before it gets completely slammed by the mass. Yeah. Uh, Although I'm hearing a lot of, uh, in the early access for uh, 14, 
um, last week. There was a lot of problems then too. So I, I, I don't know. I don't know if it's Square just like dropping the ball on this, and they just don't know how to like get back up, or I because they. I don't remember the Eleven launch being this bad like ten years ago. Yeah, that was was that pre Enix. No, that was uh, they were definitely Square Enix at that point. Okay, yeah. I think they were newly Square Enix at that point, though, because if I remember right, it came out like two thousand or so. Yeah, I'm, I, just, I'm, I'm just wondering, throwing all the Enix stuff and like mashing the two companies together, that may have gummed up the works a bit. And so I was just wondering if that had anything to do with anything. That's a potential. Um, it's a po- it's a possibility. Yeah. I mean, to me, at least, it seems like like SquareSoft. The bar that SquareSoft set when it was SquareSoft yeah. was higher than. Than Square Enix properties, I wouldn't doubt that. To me, I mean, yeah. yeah. Well, you have to keep in mind too. A lot of um, a lot of head honchos at Square Enix lately have been, you know, like stepping down or you know taking their hands away from a little bit and stuff mm-hmm. like that, so that new people, um, even from you know the quote unquote dreaded Square Enix years, are uh, new people are running the running the show now. So the, the things hopefully should get better, unless mm-hmm. these people are somehow worse. Um, and speaking of Final Fantasy Goat, you found something that you thought was interesting, which is hilarious because I didn't find it interesting. Oh I'm yeah, the Final well, Fantasy guy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, I don't even find it. I don't even find like the actual news interesting. Like I agree with you that this is kind of like you thought uh-huh. the reaction was more interesting. Yeah. So they they today like Twitter's all like not really a miss, but it's it's popping up enough to notice that they made a uh, or they what, was it copyright or patent? trademark trademarked. I'm looking for the I right think. word. I uh, think it's a tra- whatever. Three or rhythm Final Fantasy game called. Uh, curtain call. Curtain call, right? And and which is no big deal. Me and, me and VJ were talking about it. it's not a big deal. People trademark yeah, all the time. Yeah, everybody's they've got, names. They've, they've got they've got all the way up to Final Fantasy Fifty yeah. trademarked right now. So, but the fact that like I don't know what happened today, but the floodgates opened and the the tinfoil hats came out and everybody's like, oh, it's this, it's that. There's there's like I could I, I, two theories that are really going right now. One is it's a new, complete new game. So a second one, which I'm all for. And the other theory is it's like the uh, Game of the Year edition, where all the DLC is included in it. Which I'll probably end up purchasing, even though I already own the game and all the DLC. (laughs) But it's just, I just found it interesting that it was, like, everybody freaked out about it. And normally, like you said, you know... Oh, hey, look at that. Some guy trademarked Who Cares and the whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Folks, go... The of all the Final Fantasy... Ones, you yeah. know, it's like the lower title. Just weird. Ah, see, see, here's the thing: theater, theater rhythm for what it was was like universally praised for being, you know, amazing and because like, it did exactly what it said it was going to do. Not like you know the main line Final Fantasy games where you know they they say a bunch of shit and then people play it and they're just like, hey, this wasn't what I thought it was. Um, everyone knew what to expect going right into theater rhythm. They yeah. knew it would be a rhythm game with Final Fantasy music, even though I'm disappointed they didn't use the reorchestrated stuff for the earlier games. But I digress. Um, Maybe that's in this new one. <laughs> Oh man, I would buy the shit out of that. <laughs> <laughs> because because I don't I'm assuming neither of you have played Theater of the Final Fantasy. Um I, it's Charlie on my list. because you don't own a 3DS and It's on or, my list. I haven't got to it yet. Even, um so with Theater of the Final Fantasy, it has at least 3 songs per numbered game up to 13. Okay. Um and it's split into uh field songs, battle songs and uh like movie songs um, for each one. But the way it works out for the earlier songs is that they didn't use like reorchestrated versions or anything like that. It's literally just like the 8-bit music from like 
you know, oh. pulled directly from it, which I can I, I can sort of see it might be a nostalgia factor or something like well, that. Maybe but, a purist thing. Yeah. Well, see, even then, you know, all the uh, all the cutscenes and stuff like that that are put into the movie sections are all in Japanese. So it, it feels like for us, they really just kind of just made the menus English and that was it. Just slapped it together and was yeah. like, here, take this. Which I don't mind, honestly. Well, I mean, I'm, 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 I'm to... Right, I'm, I'm playing the game for the music. Yeah. The music is fantastic because it's Final Fantasy. And it's universal. Right, right. So, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't I think... I just find it fascinating that that kind of crawled its way up to the top with... Right there with Final Fantasy fourteen is not operating correctly. I, I, I don't think this theater rhythm trademark will be a big thing, but uh, you know I've been wrong with stuff like that before. Um, I, I really do hope it's some kind of sequel or something like that because there's still a ton of music I can think of, and uh, that wasn't even you know in the first game or made as DLC. So uh, oh, they could probably do two or three more. Honestly, with the with well, yeah, it's Final Fantasy. Yeah. There's a ton of stuff to do there. Um, uh. Possibly, you know, out there prediction. What if it's like a downloadable thing they're doing for, um, uh, you know, home consoles like Xbox 360, PS3, something like that? Yeah, I can, That'd I can, cool. I'd buy I can it see then. it happening. Or even, you know, what if they wanted to put it on the Vita? The Vita would actually be perfect for the yeah. interface and stuff like that, especially because you know, Theater Rhythm is out on iOS, so you just mm-hmm. pretty much adapt that, but use the more high def visuals. Yeah. In the, uh, of the 3DS. It weird, sounds weird saying high def and 3DS, but yeah, but whatever. Uh, um, I'm, I'm personally leaning towards the uh, you know game of the year version. It would I, be the most I sound. I probably am, too. Yes. Whatever it is, I'll probably buy it, because it's me. Um, and the collector's edition. And, the <laughs> and then I'll have to get that signed by Nobuo Amatsu. Uh, coming in at number four? Yeah, four. Um... So, at Gamescom, Sony announced that Borderlands 2 was coming to Vita, and it was awesome. But apparently, Sony is... I told you about this. Literally, like, five minutes ago. I missed it. Wow. (laughs) Hey, by the way, Goat, uh, Borderlands Borderlands 2 is being released on Vita. That's amazing! (laughs) Wow, how did I miss that? Wow. Okay. (laughs) But apparently, PlayStation is actually putting together this whole, like, section of their game development studios that are focusing on getting third-party games onto PlayStation devices. Um, the the uh, the new like wing of third parties, or whatever the hell they're calling it, is being headed up by a former producer from LucasArts, and he took to Twitter the other day and seriously said, okay guys, what games do you want to see third-party on PS3, PS4, and PS Vita? And... Floods of people are asking him, and high-profile people like Greg Miller from IGN are just like, this is the real deal. If you want a game on any of these devices, tell this man now, and he will get to work immediately on it. And I I, I can't get over how cool this is, because he was actually... Um, responding to a couple of the uh, a couple of the suggestions and stuff like that, like someone said, you know, uh, put a Fallout game on Vita, and he's just like, that would be really cool. I'll try to make that happen and, and stuff like that. And he, it didn't seem just like you know PR speak. You know sure. what I mean? Um, you know, myself and a lot of other Square Enix people fans. Uh, speaking of Final Fantasy, asked for Final Fantasy Type Zero on Vita because it got released on PSP in Japan, but we still haven't seen it here, and it's apparently awesome. So. Um, so I think this is I think this is a great thing that uh, well that's nothing but good for PlayStation especially the Vita the Vita really is struggling game wise their catalog is just yeah. not good 
So if they throw some like Fallout on there, maybe another Uncharted game, I you know another Final Fantasy game that hasn't been released. I mean, the sky's the I limit. I would love an Uncharted or excuse me, uh, Final Fantasy game on yeah. Vita. You know, I mean, the sky's I'm the, kind the of limit. shocked there isn't one. Well, see, Square Enix really never did. Uh, they never really supported the PSP Crisis Core. And that uh, fighter was except Italia? for except for like Dissidia and Crisis Core. Mm-hmm. Um, but other than that, I mean, they really kind of actually now. That... See, here's the tricky thing: uh, they 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 put a lot of games like out in Japan because you know Square Enix is a Japanese company. The PSP sold like no other over in Japan. But here, here's here's another you know thing to think about: almost no. PSP games are available digitally from Square Enix hmm. on PlayStation Network. You can't. You can currently get. Um, you can currently get Dissidia uh, Duo Decum, which was the second one, or Dissidia Two. For those of you who have no idea what the hell I'm talking about, <laughs> you couldn't get the first one. You couldn't get any of the Final Fantasy re-releases digitally. Um, you couldn't get Kingdom Hearts, you know, Birth by Sleep digitally. None. All of that you had to buy physically, which was really, really weird, considering you'd think that it was cheaper to produce it, you know, digitally. Um, well, yeah, that'd be. I, I don't know. It's kind of bad judgment on their part because. Physical or digital, money's money. Yeah, I, I, you're like, I, I, here's Kingdom Hearts for your PS3. Oh, <laughs> you know, and I never claimed to know how um, the Square Enix does their business practices. Um, not very well lately. Yeah, no kidding. It really seems like they're not very much a big of a fan of digital content in general. I mean, you know, they have a lot of Final Fantasy, Final Fantasy properties available on mobile, but they're priced like ridiculous like ridiculous like final fantasy 4 is 15.99 as is final fantasy 5 final fantasy tactics is 17.99 and so on and so forth i might as well Well, buy this this physical copy for less their their whole mentality is behind that is that they're higher um they're higher tier games rather than the usual stuff you see for like you know a dollar 99 or 99 cents and stuff like that um and that's fine i I understand that to a point but eight dollars maybe but yeah, I mean, well, see, they go on sale constantly. So they have so to. No that. one's going to spend fifteen dollars when they can go spend ten and go get the actual hard copy. <laughs> yes, but <laughs> this is just kind of Square Enix testing the waters here. Mm. Um, like, I, I miss playing The World Ends with You, but that's twenty dollars. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I bought it sealed on DS for like twelve. Yeah, why, don't you, so. why don't you Amazon that and see what the hard copy can get? You can get it for just for just just for. Uh, Comparison. I'm, I'm kind of interested. And yeah, if you look at Amazon, a brand new copy on Amazon, free shipping with Prime is $25, or you can get it used for 17 So why would anybody buy it digitally? <laughs> so you can buy it used physically for $3 less than the digital. Yes. Yeah, that's mm. just not doing your homework there, Square. I mean, it's... You can't... I mean, like, you know, given the iOS market is sort of a different beast because you can't get used games for iOS and you know mobile platforms like that. So oh, yeah. it's, it's kind of like if you, if you, if you if all you have is an iPad, you don't have you know a, a DS or 3DS oh, yeah. to, to play, you know, the the uh, the, the the card on. Um, you know, you uh, don't really have much of a choice. You either buy it Yeah, but how many Final Fantasy don't. people don't have multiple consoles just lurking about with those Final yeah, Fantasy there's games? There's always let, fans. Let, let, yeah. let, let me add an interesting uh, thing to the whole World Ends With You thing. If I'm not mistaken, you have to... If you want a separate version for your iPhone and your iPad, you have to buy it separately, which I believe a that, lot of other games, you don't have to do that. They'll be, like, universal. Am I correct? Um, are, you, are you talking about this one in specific? 
No, I, I know for a fact the world ends with you. You have to buy a, a separate iPad or iPhone or iPod Touch version if you want them on, you know, ver- HD versus not HD or whatever it is. Well, in the case of The World Ends With You, um, the version that they have is apparently, um, unless I'm mistaken, is iPad only. Uh, when, when, you're, when you're putting something on the iOS store, you can basically make it so that there's a version that works on iPhones and iPod touch size devices, mm-hmm. and there's a version that works on iPad size devices. You can also make a universal app, which will work on either. Um, in the case of The World Ends With You, the iPad version... Um, it uh, it is not showing me the little plus sign that in- indicates it's a it's a universal app. But when I go when I when on an iPad, you can switch over to see stuff that's i that's iPhone yeah. and, or you know iPhone apps, and it doesn't show up there at all. So that oh. in- that tells me that there isn't an iPhone version of World Ends with You, which I find hard to believe, but I'm not seeing it, so I don't know. Okay. Um, well, uh, that, that's interesting. Anyway, hang on a second. <laughs> it looks like most of the Final Fantasy titles are universal apps. So you can buy it for the same price and play on either platform. Um, Tactics is the only one that I'm seeing that is not marked as a universal app. And that one, there is a separate version for the I- for iPhone devices and iPad devices. So, oh, there you go. Uh, yeah. Um, I don't know why you would do that. The Meanwhile, old- over at Sony, you can buy Final <laughs> Fantasy VII as a PS1 Classic and currently play it on your PSP, PS Vita, PS3, and soon-to-be PS4. So, <laughs> buying it once. So... Wait, actually, really? You, you the, the 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 PSN titles that, that currently exist will be playable on the PS4? I thought it had like zero backwards compatibility. The PS1 titles, I th- those will still work. They should. Oh, okay. I, I, hope, I, could, I, would... I could I could totally be wrong on that. Keep in mind, but but I, I just I just remember everyone's just saying it's like yeah, PS3 titles won't work, and 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 because because it's. It's much easier to um, emulate PS1 titles than it is PS2 and PS3 titles, which is why even in the non-backwards compatible PS3s, um, you can still play PS1 classics. Um, Are they emulated, or do they actually recompile the code for the PS3 platform? Uh, <laughs> so, okay. Shouldn't uh, you be so. asking yourself that question? <laughs> I was going to say, you know I'm the guy that you c- can't get, you know, Cubase to work right. <laughs> okay, so um, just to explain for those who also might be raising their eyebrows, um, the difference is, is that when you're emulating something, you're actually running... Okay, so let, I have my PlayStation 3, and then I have a game that was written for the PlayStation 1, for example. If I'm emulating it, that means I'm actually running a third thing. So I'm running the PlayStation 3 operating system and, and you know, all the things that it does to make games work. Correct. And then I've got the set of code that is this PlayStation 1 game. If I'm emulating it, I'm running a third thing, which is basically a virtual PlayStation 1 running in the background. So the PlayStation 3 is running a PlayStation 1 program, which is running the game. That's what emulating is? Why are you shaking your fist at me? Because I know how I can answer this question now. <laughs> okay. So on PS3s, when you're playing PS1 games, you have to have a separate, quote-unquote, virtual PS1 memory card. Does that answer it at all? Not necessarily, because re- recompiling the code, which basically means that you can do away with that middle part so that the PlayStation 1 game is natively written to run on the PlayStation 3, but recompiling the, the, the part of it that is the save system mm-hmm. is, uh, is another beast. Okay. So you simply, I mean, quote-unquote, simply recompiling the code to run natively is one thing, but rewriting the save system to understand the PlayStation 3 save system, that might be, that might be another thing. It also might not. So that may or may not say something. I'm not sure. Well, well that also brings up like the little bit there where like, you could play PS1 games on your PS2, 
but you had to have a PS1 memory card to save those games. Right. Same idea? Yeah. Well, okay. I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm almost positive that in that particular case... Well, you know, be, because you were taking an actual PlayStation 1 disc mm. and seeing a PlayStation 2, there was, an emula- there, there was an emulator running in between there. You would have to... For, for, um, for there to not be an emulator, you would have had to have bought a disc that would say, can only be run on PlayStation, PlayStation 2, for example. Like, it wouldn't work on PlayStation 1. Okay. Right? So, um, the fact that it was the same disc means that there had to be an emulator at play there. So, okay. Um, Given the fact that, um, you know, the, the, the way that PS1 games are run on PS3 is the same way as if you bought it digitally on PSN versus if you just popped a PS1 disc into the PS3, does that make a difference at all? Like, possibly how it... Because it, it it'll have all the same interface. Like, if you hit the guide button in the middle of the PS1 game, it'll have you all the options for, like, pick your memory card and pick your controller and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. Okay. Let me let, let me answer this. I haven't done this. So, when you downloaded your first PlayStation 1 original on your PlayStation 3, mm-hmm. did, it, did it have you download something extra that first time? Do you, uh, do you happen it, to remember? It might have had a patch but i i don't that recall patch anything. may have been an emulator it's okay. it's it's hard to say i don't i haven't looked into this so i don't know okay but yeah well then what an interesting conversation from playstation <laughs> is taking a focus on third-party games um by the way guys um but if it you does tie in yeah it does uh by the way guys if you want to uh tweet the man specifically responsible for all this stuff that we mentioned um as far as getting third-party games on playstation devices and stuff like that um his twitter is at Gio Corsi, uh, at G-I-O-C-O-R-S-I. Um, he's the director of third-party production for Sony PlayStation. Um, he keeps saying he wants all of your ideas, and I strongly recommend if you want any third-party games on um, on a PlayStation device, hit up his Twitter, because he's apparently, he's, he's allegedly paying attention. It sounds like he's legitimately making a list and checking it twice, Santa Claus style. Let's hope so. Although, he, if he grew a beard, he could probably pass for Santa Claus, but that's beside the point. Um, coming in at number three, a uh, bunch of Xbox stuff happening this week. Let's start off with uh, release rumors. Um, Microsoft is allegedly um, prepping their customer service agents for and hiring more customer service agents for November 15th. Um, which we already know is the confirmed date, of the release date of the PlayStation 4, but now many are speculating that that means it might also be the confirmed release date for the Xbox One. And the retail is going to love every minute of oh. it. There's no way. I, well, I can't <laughs> believe that. I See, this is, this is, this is where the, I agree with you, first of all. Um, <laughs> this is where the rumors get interesting. Um, Mountain Dew and Doritos, which are technically owned by the same company, but whatever, um, are, have already announced their new contest, uh, similar to when the Xbox 360 came out. That was every ten, every ten minutes, every fifteen minutes, something like that, uh, which I won and I was happy. Um, <laughs> now they're doing every two minutes, um, but it's a shortened like contest period. This is this is like you know every night for a month, whereas every ten minutes was like every, literally every ten minutes for like three months. Um, so th- this every two minutes dot com thing, you literally, you buy you know. This, Especially packaged, you know, Mountain Dew and Doritos and stuff like that. And then you add these codes to your account and then you use them as, like, online currency. And then you dump them all into these auctions. Um, so whoever can grab the most and then just dump them all into one auction that no one's paying attention to at 2 a.m., you know, it has a good chance of getting it. Um, but the rules for this contest say that they're not planning on 
being able to deliver the Xbox One until, quote, late November. And November 15th is dead center November. So I, a lot of people are saying, okay, what, you know, what's real here? You know, Microsoft, uh, we, we have... Um, relatively confirmed reports that Microsoft is hiring more customer service agents and training them all to be ready by November 15th, which obviously they wouldn't need that for the PlayStation launch um, because that wouldn't make sense whatsoever. I would uh, have to say that being that the 15th is just in the middle of the month and you need to have all these people like trained and ready to go, that just saying that to have them ready by the 15th is just giving, you know, if it were, I, I would, I, if, I would have these people be ready before the launch so that they could be there and, you know, staffed and, you know, already familiar with the systems and everything in advance of when the actual launch happens by a couple of days or a week or something like that. Well, and also you get to play the PR game. You've got a number to play with. Why not? Yeah. You know, PlayStation's 15th. Uh, let's uh, throw the 15th out there and watch the world spin a little bit. Plus, you know, there's going to be people calling up, I can't get my Xbox 4 to play my my, 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 my game. See, I, I just get this like, great vision. Why isn't my Xbox 4 playing the Marios? You did that wanna, so much better than me. I want to play the Marios on my Xbox. See, my thing is, though, if, if they do do the, the craziness of what the 15th... What the hell is this ooyah crap? <laughs> you guys okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> and then I just get this, now, now I have this mental picture of a guy, Vietnam, Vietnam vet in the background going, ooyah! <laughs> oh, jeez. That's their, that's their next ad campaign. Oh, that'd be great. Um... Also, with Xbox One things, um, Charlie, you mentioned something about the the indie game stuff that, yeah, so, we, that we've neglected to cover. Yeah, yeah. So this this actually happened like a week or two ago or something like that. But um, it's you retro. Know, we had talked about the uh, yeah, we had talked about the uh, you know the PlayStation indie stuff and uh, you know a couple episodes ago, and uh, we never really covered the Xbox side of things. So Microsoft did come out and they said that their um, indie developer platform is essentially going to be called ID at Xbox. And it's rolling out in stages. The way that this differentiates from the Xbox 360 indie marketplace and the way that that whole thing worked is that um, with the Xbox 360 indie marketplace, it was basically fairly easy to get in, but what you had access to, and as we all, as you know, most people know, the uh, the amount that Microsoft promoted it was pretty limited. Um, this is kind of turning that around. Um, initially, um, every, well, first of all, everybody's going to have to apply to get into the ID at Xbox program, and initially, um, uh, they're only going to be letting in, you know, they're they're going to they're going to be giving priority to independent game developers who have a proven track record of shipping games on console, PC, mobile, or tablet. So, hmm. um, the uh, you know your your double finds and your things like that are probably going to be getting in there before uh, yeah. before you know Joe'sBasement.com. Um, and uh, once oh, you're man, in, Joe'sBasement.com taken. <laughs> <laughs> We should check that. Um, and uh, as soon as you're registered, uh, as soon as anybody gets approved access into the ID at Xbox program, everybody, every person that gets in gets two Xbox One development kits for free, which is kind of wow. a big deal. Yeah. Um, and, you know, of course, <laughs> that is cool. The, the interesting thing to note about that is that an Xbox One development kit is just an Xbox One. Yeah. You know, as, um, as uh, you know, they announced a couple it's, weeks it, ago, too. It, it's, it's not like the $1,000, like, weird-looking box that, like, the 360 had and stuff like that. Right. Um, so, you know, once the, um, you know, the... Uh, 
you know, the, the first batch of de- developers are in, then they're going to open up so pretty much anybody can still apply and get, you know, get approved access and everything. I'm not, I'm, not, uh, I'm not seeing any mention here of a fee or anything like that to get into the program, which if they're still giving away development kits to people who are approved into the, indie, you know, the, into the ID at Xbox program, you know, that's pretty interesting. But um, I think we the, should start um, our own indie studio to get <laughs> yeah. free Xbox One. So. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down. Um, <laughs> And now, and the other important thing to note here is that you know that basically, if you get into this system, you're going to have full access to the full range of Xbox One capabilities and APIs. If you want to do something with wow. Smart Glass, if you want to do something with Connect, I mean, you have access to everything. Wow! And um, they've also basically committed to give to paying more attention to it and not making it so hard to to get to and to find content in there, and that they'll be promoting it more. And so, it's going to be a bigger thing. Um, and now there's uh, there's a lot more detail that you can uh, that you can find if you're interested, but that's the gist of it. Huh? Interesting. Meanwhile, Sony's still taking all the gold. Just be like, hey, fuck Xbox. You know. I mean, both both sides seem to be uh, paying more attention to indie games, which is great. But um, you know, anyway. Um, so also with the Xbox stuff, uh, Goat saw this and thought it was interesting, and I totally forgot about it for some reason. Um, the FIFA stuff. Oh yeah, yeah. So. There, apparently there was some confusion, which I, I was admittedly confused as well. They announced that you were going to get day one was uh, uh, day one was going to get FIFA 14 for free, which I found was weird for North American people. Uh, when they first announced this, though, they technically said for Europe. Um, but because, I think everybody missed that detail. Yeah, um, <laughs> because the Xbox One is supposed to be releasing significantly later in European territories than in uh, the U.S. Yeah, um, which isn't surprising because yeah. it's Microsoft but, and they're an American company. Yeah. So, but they they came back and they cleared all that up that it is just Europe, Europe only, which, which is, makes a lot more sense. Which is good because I would have absolutely nothing to yeah, do with I a was, copy of FIFA 14. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm with everybody. Dead. And and the Twitters and then the whole news the world, Twitters like and the internet. Yeah, I'm like soccer's the, not that the, huge the, here. Why would I want a free game of soccer? <laughs> I, I, I I don't know. I don't know. So uh, yeah. So that's cleared up. So <laughs> so yeah. But meanwhile, we still don't know a release date and uh, clock's ticking. Microsoft, you've got two months to. Uh, They're gonna wait to the last second. Just be like, oh, by the way, it's out today. Bye. No. No, the Sega Saturn did that, and it was horrendous. It came out with, like, three games, and two of them were Sega games, and the other one was just like, oh, 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 here, here's a game. It was horrible. There was, oh, I remember that. I was a kid, and I remember that. Anyway. I don't remember the Sega Saturn. I wasn't a kid. I remember it existing, but I don't remember it really being that relevant. <laughs> Anyway, coming in at number two, Nintendo had quite a bit of news come out in the middle of the week. Um, most notably, of course, was the fact that they revealed the Nintendo 2DS, which is not just a regular DS. That's a 3DS, but without 3D capabilities. There's a difference. Um, <laughs> the, the 2DS is... Uh, it doesn't fold. It's It doesn't have 3D capabilities, like I said. Um, it, it's got the well, same... Yeah, if it doesn't fold, it's got to be flat. Well, yes, it's, it's it's like a wedge. It like, could be tubular. Well, it could be any no, no. shape that just doesn't no, fold. Nobody else put that together. I actually found that quite... I don't know if it was on purpose or an accident, but I found that quite suave of Nintendo. Well, to fold something, you would have to put it in 3D. This is a 2DS, and it's flat, and it doesn't fold. Maybe I'm overthinking this, yes. but... Um, it looks like a tablet to me. That just I, makes me think of Flatland. I, I actually... <laughs> actually to be all honest, and I don't know if Mike will get this, but I know you will. When I first seen the 2DS, and if everybody's seen the pictures, speak and spell. 
Oh, yeah. Yeah. It looks exactly like a speaking spell, just with two screens. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, spell he- goat. C-O-A-T. Goat. <laughs> um, oh, they didn't do that, did they? By Wii U. Oh. <laughs> 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 yes, all two DSs are going to have a subliminal yeah. message, subliminal messages feature. Yeah. Now, I just realized there's a problem because, as as we said, the DS is a thing. So I just realized <laughs> when you just said all two DSs, that makes me think all two of the DSs. <laughs> well, stop that. <laughs> um, you, you know, the, the, all two, all numeric two DSs. <laughs> The, um, That's a, that, that title's too long. It'll yeah. never fit on a box. Um, I saw a comment um, of a, one of somebody's reaction on Twitter about the 2DS, and it. Um, I wonder what's what what they're going to do about this. Um, apparently, I did not play it, but in one of the Zelda games mm-hmm. on the 3DS, mm-hmm. to solve one of the puzzles, you actually have to close the 3DS and then reopen yeah. it. Yeah. How are you going to do that? They've already this? said that. Oh, they have. So the only thing that um, closing a DS or 3DS or whatever does is put it into sleep mode. These two DSs just have a switch for sleep mode, so oh, so, it'll it, so it's a little okay. so it's a little bit less immersive just having to flip the switch instead of actually physically folding it over and stuff like that. Well, yeah, but they have to have that because you'd lose all the street pass and all that stuff too because it doesn't if it ever goes into sleep mode. Well, I assumed it would go to sleep. Yeah, I, I just thought it was a matter of like I thought folding the screen. No, there you was still a fold it in half. Thing. You just had to buy a new one next. No, time. You can, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, with the um, with the uh, um. With the game you're talking about, you're talking about uh, the game referring to as Phantom Hourglass, yeah. mm-hmm. um, which we've actually talked about before. Um, a couple of our listeners hated that puzzle. Um, I'm with them. They get, uh, no, transport Zelda game. We know my um, views. <laughs> but you can even put those systems into sleep mode, and a couple of people have done it that way. Instead of actually just folding it over, they just put it into sleep mode manually, and then they turn it back on, and suddenly, all oh, the puzzle's solved, I didn't have to fold it! Ha! Trolling the game! No, not really. <laughs> um, I'll take the five seconds to go, click... Click, Click. Moving yeah. on. Exactly. So, so that's how that's going to work out. Um, but you know, you mentioned that it was you know it looks like a tablet, and I think that's exactly what they're trying to do here. Because how many kids do you see nowadays where they're running around with like iPad Minis or Kindle Fires and stuff like all that? All of them. Literally all of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think Nintendo. You know, Nintendo's always kind of looked up to Apple as far as the products they put out and stuff like that. And this is just kind of one step closer to you know. A Nintendo pad, which I really want. This may really makes me want Nintendo to put out a tablet because I would throw all of my money at oh, it. Oh yeah, I for would like too. for like for like. I mean, look at you. Remember when the system transfer between Wii and Wii U? How all your information was carried over by Pikmin. Can you, oh, yeah. can you imagine that kind of charm in, like, a tablet? I, I can just imagine just, like, suddenly, like, Mario is downloading my new app and he's p- physically placing it on the, you know, home screen and stuff like that. I, I want that. I'm sure there's mods out there for that for Android tablets now, but I'm, I'm not interested. No, in that. not. Um, well, that I actually get it because there's a lot of, like, eShop stuff that I wouldn't mind having on a tablet that yeah. I don't really need to counsel yeah. for. You know, I'd be like... Sweet, like like they could uh, the challenge app for Raymond. That'd be a great tablet app. Absolutely, yeah. Well, that I, would be I played great, actually, I, and I'd buy the hell out of it. I'd just be like, yeah, let's do this. I mean, I played the Rayman. Um, what, what did they call it? Um, there, there was a Rayman game that they had out on um, that. Yeah, uh, Jungle Run. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Yes, Jungle Run. And that was, oh my god, yeah. I love that game. I I I remember you posting about mm, it quite a bit. Yes, it was. Yeah, I'm I'm. If you can't, if you haven't figured it out, I'm kind of a Rayman fan. <laughs> <laughs> so yes, I uh, I enjoyed that quite a bit. Well, even even um, a Pikmin app would be great. Sure. Oh yeah. On a full touch screen, I'd be on it. Fine, great. You know, give yeah. me the Wii. They're halfway there. They the just Wii need to pad. make. Yeah, they're halfway there. They just need to make the Wii U pad be able to work on its own. Yeah. 
It'd make the screen a little bit bigger. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, something, some, you know, usable, like 22 inches or something. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, you need it. You need it bulky so the kids can't lose it or break it. <laughs> Which is the other part of the two DS. You can't drop it if you have to drag it around. Yeah, the other, the other part of the two DS. I like what they're thinking about is like um, our buddy Bill. His kid had a, had a regular DS. Mm-hmm. Well, kids are hard on everything. Snap the top half right off, didn't yep. they? Snapped it in half, right? Well, this seems a little bit more rugged and a little yeah. bit more that's, kid that's, friendly. That's, that's why I've been kind of like running to the two DS's um, rescue because because uh, yeah, I saw it when it came out and I'm just like that looks dumb. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I'm not going to get it. But I'm, then I'm like, wait, it's, it's not for me. It's, no, because it's because com- remember, it's coming out the same exact day as Pokemon X and Y. So come you know November when mom and dad is shopping for little Jimmy, they're just going to see this hundred and thirty dollar Pokemon machine and just be like, yeah, that one. Yeah. Um, and it'll actually be. I think it's going to be a little bit more tougher and more, more for the. There was the intended Pokemon bl- crowd, bl- not us. Bl- <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, <laughs> believe it or not, uh, IGN UK actually already had an unboxing of it. Um, even though it's like you know two months away or a month and a half away from coming Nothing out. Very advanced in the UK. Yeah, yeah something like they're that. on a different um, day or something like but that. They, they already had an. Un- <laughs> They already had an un- unboxing for it, and they did say it. It's just like, this is actually really sturdy. Like, I could probably throw this at the camera guy, and he'll probably get knocked oh, yeah. out. And, and I'm like, wow. So it's doing its purpose. Yeah. Um, oh, it, it looks very droppable. Do- <laughs> well, and, and survivable. Uh, but, but will it blend? I don't know. That. Everything it blends. <laughs> Everything blends eventually. Um, interesting thing to note. No better battery life. Exact same, yeah, exact same shitty battery. Yeah. Exact same, which is which. You know, if you want to see it that way, it's got better battery life because you can't activate it into 3D mode, which sucks up battery like no other on this thing. I wouldn't know, but but, but you so know, how does it compare to a DS? DSi, I don't know. The DSis had amazing battery life. You could run those things for days and they would still be not it doesn't have not, as, not yeah. literally days but well then if it doesn't have a good as battery as a dsi then that to me is surprising i i agree with you for the most part but then i remember that the the capabilities for a uh, 3ds or 2ds as opposed to a ds Lite or a dsi are greater but i i don't know i i don't know tech as well as you do so it oh is... yeah the yeah, the guts are improved i'm sure too well, well, I, yeah, that, that's something i hadn't followed i didn't know if with the 3ds if if it only had better 3D or if it had like a better processor, better RAM or anything like that. That's not something that I had ever looked into. So. The, 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 th- the 3DS, I mean, look at it this way. The, the DS was basically capable of like slightly better than N64 graphics, right? Okay. The 3DS and 3DS XL and 2DS and stuff like that is capable of slightly better than Wii graphics. Oh, okay. So it's definitely improved. Okay. I mean, you could see it in like you know Super Mario 3D Land, which looked like it should have been a Wii U game. Okay. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, Ocarina was really good too. Ocarina was really good, and that was a remake. Yeah. So uh, battery life. Here's an interesting thing that I just kind of thought of, and I don't think you guys have really thought about this. Maybe because you know we got the hazards and all that stuff, and how long you're supposed to use this and all that. Maybe the battery life is actually government regulated, so the kids aren't stuck to it for forty hours at a time. Well, now we're now we're wandering into conspiracy theories. No, 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 no. but I'm saying like because it tells you you know it's gonna hurt it's gonna hurt you stuff like that. The Wii has the same thing where every once in a while the connect the same thing where it's like I think it's more Nintendo trying to cover their ass and making sure that your kid's not sitting in front of the TV for eighteen hours a day. Exactly, but maybe maybe you know. I don't know. It might be Nintendo being kind of if it, if it, smart if it, and, and, and I, covering their ass going, well, if we can't give them 30 hours... 
Because there's nothing. Well, here's the thing, though. No, that, that makes sense. There's I, something I holding just... him, plugging into the wall, and continue to play. But the battery does die in a certain amount of time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The the whole I'm finding of that is that different governments, I'm sure, would have different regulations on that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. if that were true, then the DSs in Russia would be different than the DSs in China versus. How do the we DSs know? Where the, how do we know they're not? Have you, you ever been to Russia? Russia? Because we would have heard about it. I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, we probably would have. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I'm just thinking with all this. What's the Circle Pad Pro going to look like for the 2DS? <laughs> doesn't it already come with the second one? No. Oh, it doesn't? No, just one oh. circle. So Although, granted, there's, about that granted, there's still nothing. only like three games that even support the Circle Pad Pro, but that's all I ever think of whenever they put out this new stuff. When the, when the 3DS XL was announced, mm-hmm. and they, they showed that it was roughly the size, just slightly smaller when it was open than an iPad, um, I was looking at it, and I'm like, I'm like, what's a Circle Pad Pro going to look like? And now that there's this one that doesn't fold or anything, so there's no easy way to clip this thing on, I'm like, what's a Circle Pad Pro going to look like? Which they probably won't even release one because... I think it's over. Yeah, whatever. There's only, like, three games that yeah. even support it. Resident Evil, Metal Gear, and I don't Kid think, Icarus. I think it was so. a great idea that never really needed to be a, an idea. So, so, so then, <laughs> do we think that this means, essentially, that the Circle Pad Pro was due to developer pressure? And then, because, like, if Nintendo wanted it on there, they would have put it on there. They would have actually made it part of the unit, you know, with the two versions of, the, of their oh, hardware yeah. that have come well, out since the Circle Pad Pro's inception. See, here's, here's the thing about, like, the 3DS and the 3DS XL and stuff like that. I can't think of any comfortable configuration to throw a second circle pad on there because I'm already uncomfortable with the first circle pad. It, it's already like weird switching between like just because of the way like the circle pad is where it's like slightly off center and then occasionally switching the D-pad or whatever depending on how the controls yeah. are. Um, I'm not a big fan of the circle pad to begin with. Yeah, I like, mean, give me, I mean give see, me my D-pad. See, see, here's the thing. Um, here's what I refer to. Look at um, the original Wii U gamepad when it was first announced, and then when they revised it a year later. You'll notice that originally the buttons and the thumbsticks were in line with each other, mm. and then the revised one, the pad was a little bit wider, and they were a little bit more, like, natural, like where your thumbs would fall if you were switching from one to the other. Okay. And that's not really capable. that's not really possible on any of the 3DS configurations. Um, well, all I'm saying, all I'm saying, is that with the 2DS, they had a blank slate. They could have done whatever they wanted. Oh no, I agree. Yeah. I agree. But that a massive had... blank slate. Yeah, yeah. they could have. <laughs> put, they could have put. You could stop third... a door with it. Yeah, they could have put a third screen in. Literally, it. it's wedge shaped. Yeah. <laughs> um, so they got enough room for a third screen. Maybe like a Wi-Fi connection. A, a three 2DS. Yes. No. DSception. <laughs> What is this going to mean for consumers when they're when they buy their you know little Jimmy a 2DS and then they're looking for the 2DS games? Um, oh, because the games all do say 3DS on them, yeah. don't they? Yep. <laughs> oh God. Nintendo's well, just shooting themselves in the foot yeah. constantly with the, with his naming stuff. Yeah. Well, it'll work out really good because they can find um, they can ask for their Wii U expansion to their Wii, and <laughs> that <laughs> should be right next to the 2DS game library. <laughs> Although Nintendo claims that the Wii U's name has absolutely nothing to do with its poor sales. Yeah, I, I saw something yeah. about that. I but I'm to just like, I yeah, call okay. bullshit. Yeah. 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 Well, yeah. I kinda of believe it to the point of most of the people that, that bought the Wii didn't care to have a game system to begin with. Just everybody had one and it was great, and why would I buy a new one it's, now? It's their seventy nine dollar bowling machine. Yeah. 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 Um also of note, uh, Nintendo news: uh, the Wii U is getting a price drop September twentieth from three fifty to three hundred dollars, or two ninety nine ninety nine if you want to get technical. Which we predicted last week. Just yes. Hey oh. <laughs> um, also later this year, um, and by later this year, I mean October fourth. Fourth. Um, oh, don't don't forget with 4th. the with the Wii U, the the special edition comes out the same day the price drop does. 
the, the, I, uh, the wind. Yeah, uh, I was okay. I think um, <laughs> a Legend of Zelda Wind Waker HD edition uh, Wii U is coming out with all the cool like gold inlays that the 3DS had, and just um, on the gamepad. Just to be on no- the gamepad. Noted. I am not thrilled about um, that. Comes with a digital version of Wind Waker HD, also a digital version of Hyrule Historia, the uh, really awesome collector's art and history book that they released like a year ago. Um, how much does the bundle cost? Three hundred bucks, same yeah. as MSRP. Oh, so you're getting the the gold foil and these digital games for free? Yes, is, yep. is really all it is. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's a great deal if you don't already have a Wii U. If you don't already own a Wii U, which yeah. I already do, you yeah. already do. Goat yeah. did, but you know. But I'm getting the Zelda one now, and I'll Jack find somebody on eBay who's making stickers for my Wii U controller, <laughs> and then it'll be like I got one. But I still pay fifty bucks less. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, Nintendo was in the news. Uh, coming in at number one, uh, there's a new Mega Man game coming out that's not Mega Man. Don't it's... call it that. Don't jinx it. Oh, right. Sorry. Um, God, it's Man Mega. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Mega Man creator KJ Inafune took to Kickstarter a couple days ago. He announced a Kickstarter at PAX for um, a game called Mighty Number no. 9, which is literally as close to Mega Man as you can legally get without being Mega Man. Um, it's about a boy who's a robot fighting uh, robots that are stronger than him, that are infected by viruses, uh, and when you kill them, you gain their powers, and it's a side-scrolling platformer shooter, and... And he has a blonde girl, the hair sidekick, and, there's, and, and a there's red there's robot a, dog. Yeah, it's... Yep. Yeah, it's pretty much... It, even the art style is similar, like if Mega Man was made HD. Yeah. Um, so it's like the guy from Mega Man made a game when he didn't have the rights to Mega Man. He doesn't have the rights to Mega Man. That's, that's the, see, that's the thing. See, this, this, I think that's one of the reasons that he put this together. First of all, ladies and gentlemen, uh, the within three days, the project has already been funded. Uh, they met their $900,000 goal. They're past it now. They're well past it yeah. now. Um, last I checked this morning, it was at like $923,000. i am mm-hmm. like, wow, that was fast. They got five bucks out of me. I mean, he's, he specifically says in his video, uh, you know, pretty much everybody who does a Kickstarter puts up a video, like, you know, like, uh, you know, pr- uh, promoting the project. And he pretty much says in the video, like, I don't have access to my creations anymore. So I had to come up with something completely new while sticking true to my roots. And so this is what I came up with. Yeah. I mean, like, the, the, the team. He, 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 this very much was intentional. The team he's got. It's is, amazing. Is filled with people who made the old Mega Man games. You know the composers, the level designers, the character designers, the programmers. You know it, this is this is like I said, it's legally as close to Mega Man as you can get without being Mega Man. Mm-hmm. Um, so he's making a new legacy off of what he lost and learning from his mistakes. Well, see, a lot a lot of people are just like, this is just KJ Inafune, just like you know slapping Capcom around. And I yeah. saw a comment on Twitter earlier today that was really funny. Um, he said, they said something along the lines of, every dollar um, every dollar passed when the goal is funded goes towards sending a photocopy of KJ Inafune's ass to Capcom. <laughs> and I They're getting stop. five more dollars out of me. <laughs> I couldn't stop laughing at that because that's what a lot of this is. And you can kind of tell because Inafune is like that. He's that... Good for you know, him, though. There, no, I agree. I mean, he when Capcom you know told him, it's like, we don't want you to make Mega Man anymore and canceled three of his Mega Man projects, you know, he... he kept offering to Capcom just like let me do a Mega Man game and Capcom was like no we're not going to make you do a Mega Man game I mean um, for the love of God the name of his studio is Comcept <laughs> <laughs> he knows what he's doing I I, oh, I applaud him though it's one of those alright fine you don't I, I screwed up and I sold my property to you guys oops the rest <laughs> of my fans want everything to happen and they want a new game 
So I'm making a new game with or without you guys. I'm going to sidestep you guys, have fun with Mega Man. I'm going to start not so Mega Man as legally as I can, and we're going to move on without you. Have yeah. fun with it. You could have had all this money, but you're not. And after two days, um, as we record this at 6.30 p.m. Central on Monday, September 2nd, um, they are at $1,084,000 with 29 days to go. Damn. <laughs> Trilogy? Yeah. Well, all, all the money's going to go towards the stretch goals. The highest stretch goal is like $2.5 million, and then they're going to make PS3, 360, and Wii U versions. Which, oh, yeah, that's because this is only for Steam as of right now, right? As of right oh, now, man. it's only for Steam. Um, Please, counsel. And uh, I think uh, I think at $1.3 million, they're also going to make Mac and Linux versions. Um, uh, but, yeah, so I, I at this rate, they're going to slaughter those stretch goals. So oh, Inafune yeah. Ina is going to have to come up with new stretch goals. Like, we'll release it on the moon? Well, uh, that's a red robot dog motorcycle right there. What the fuck? That, that's <laughs> he's not even trying. He's not even trying to be, but he doesn't need to be. He knows the shit. Sell. I mean, he funded it in less than three days, for God's sake. Well, I mean, he's the mastermind behind it. He knows what lines he has to move to stay out of copyright. Yeah. You know what? I can't wait to see Ego Raptor's uh, um, reaction to all this. You remember who Ego, Ego Raptor is? Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I can't wait to see what he does with all this. So I, I, I should probably follow on Twitter or something like that. Um, I can't wait till we uh, get Bill's reaction on it. Yeah, we, we should. Uh, I haven't talked to him. I, I sent him the link to it, and I, I have yet to actually get his personal reaction. He'll, he'll probably be the first person to do a speed run of it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, so that's the news for the week. Uh, up next, we have some uh, comical readings of ESRB ratings. <laughs> Okay, so we thought we'd do something fun for our feature today. Um, Wait, not every feature is fun? Some of them are serious. You know, our, our last one got kind of heated, uh, serious and stuff like that. Um, yeah, it did, actually. We thought we'd, do something, we thought we'd do something a little fun. So I don't know if you guys are familiar, but the ESRB, the people who put the ratings on all the boxes and stuff like that, um, the reason that if you're under 17 that you can't buy Grand Theft Auto or Call of Duty, um, the American equivalent of it's the American equivalent of the Peggy eighteen guy. <laughs> yes, thank you, Charlie. Um, uh, Peggy twelve. I should, I should make that my ringtone. Um, so the ESRB they publish descriptions of you know why they rate games the way they do on ESRB.org. It's uh, supposed to be a tool for parents in order to find out you know why is. You know, why is Halo rated M for Mature, you know, or why is, you know, why is Metroid Prime a game where you shoot things okay for teens, you know, stuff like that. Yeah. Um, for the uh, the responsible parents. Uh, unfortunately, most parents these days aren't responsible enough yeah. to know that it exists, but um, thankfully, um, ESRB.org has a different purpose, which is taking, you know, those of us that are learned about video games and we can actually laugh at how nonchalant the descriptions talk about the most hilarious things. And I've pulled up a few here um, that we're just going to read. And uh, Charlie and Goat, you're more than welcome to, you know, snicker and giggle and laugh and quip and, quip and whatever as I go about these. Thank you, Charlie. Okay, so you ready, guys? The following segment contains spoilers for a handful of games we're going to be mentioning, including Heavy Rain. No major spoilers, but uh, if you've not played Heavy Rain or don't want to know any generic acts that are in the game, please pass over this segment. The The first one I brought up, because it was uh, literally the first one on the new release um, page on ESRB.org, is Hatsune Miku Project Diva F, which... 
for the uh, uninitiated is a fake pop star that comes out of Japan and uh, apparently they wanted it released in the US but anyway so uh, uh, the game is rated T for teen Uh, this is a rhythm game in which players tap buttons in time with music videos starring a variety of animated characters Players score points by accurately matching time cues as they appear on screen. Some screens depict female characters wearing short skirts, revealing tops, and dancing provocatively. One character is shown wearing an outfit in which her chest is covered solely by two belts. One video contains a brief shot of a silhouetted girl being impaled by a large sewing needle. (laughs) (laughs) By a large sewing needle? (laughs) That's what it says, by a large sewing needle. Some lo- some song lyrics, which are in Japanese, contain brief references to suggestive material, e.g., her flat chest isn't going to do much justice to my costume. <laughs> <laughs> I'm showing too much cleavage? You know you like it. <laughs> those are still the lyrics, right? That was not just you talking? No, those are those are actual lyrics. Okay. I have to yeah. pre-order this. <laughs> uh, it's already out, so oh, you good, don't have to... Uh, I'll just go pick it up tomorrow. <laughs> So, uh, so, so belt tops and uh, flat-chested women dancing and provocative Jack, Japanese okay. lyrics. Um, so yeah, <laughs> I need the right for this. Company. And also, also women being impaled by large sewing needles. Yeah, now impaled is that a euphemism or it, did, it wasn't in quotes? And and these guys have to be as uh, you know straightforward as possible. I like so. that the, the, they had. They, it's a big enough scene that they had to actually make reference to it. <laughs> Well, sometimes all it takes is one thing. You can have a Care Bear game, but as soon as one of them says fuck and starts yeah. running around, like that changes the whole rating. Suddenly it's rated M! Yeah. And uh, done by uh, M. M. Shyamalan. Yeah. Uh, what a twist! <laughs> so here's... Uh, so, of course, because it's coming out in two weeks and because it... Uh, this is what turned me on to the idea in the first place. I brought up the description for Grand Theft Auto V. Uh, Grand Theft Auto V is rated M for Mature. In this open-world action game, players assume the role of three criminals whose storylines intersect within the fictional city of Los Santos. Players can switch between each character to follow his storyline, completing missions which often include criminal activities, e.g. stealing cars, executing heists, assassinating targets, etc. Players use pistols, machine guns, sniper rifles, and explosives to kill various enemies, e.g. rival gang members. Players also have the ability to shoot non-adversary civilians, though this may negatively affect players' progress as a penalty system triggers a broad police search. Blood splatter effects occur frequently, and the game contains rare depictions of dismemberment. In one sequence, players are directed to use various instruments and means to extract extract information from a character. The sequence is intense and prolonged, and it involves some player interaction, i.e. responding to on-screen prompts. This is where it gets good. The game includes depictions of sexual material slash activity, uh, implied fellatio, and masturbation, various sex acts that the player's character uh, procures from a prostitute. While no nudity is depicted in these sequences, various sexual moaning sounds can be heard. Uh, Nudity is present, however, primarily in two settings. Uh, One, a topless lap dance in a strip club, and a location that includes male cult members with exposed genitalia in a non-sexual content. Within the game, TV programs and radio ads contain instances of mature humor, myriad the uh, myriad in, huh? myriad sex jokes, depictions of raw sewage and feces on a worker's body, a brief instance of necrophilia. No nudity is depicted. Oh some, my god! <laughs> some sequences within the larger game allow players to use narcotics, e.g., smoking from a bong, lighting a marijuana joint. Cocaine use is also depicted. Player character can at various times consume alcohol and drive while under the influence. The words fuck, cunt, and nigger can be heard in the dialogue. 
It should be noted that all of those uh, curses, by the way, are all censored in the description. Wait, what does that mean? What? Oh, like they start out? Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. I got it, I got it, I got it. Yeah, so like you would, uh, like I was like, type, so how did you read them? Like, like you would, like you would. I'm that good. Like you would type them if you were trying to circumvent the mods on IGN or sure, something right, like right, that. Right. Um, that one, I have to admit, I mostly only read that one for the uh, brief instance of necrophilia reference. I, I find it interesting that uh, that the Grand Theft Auto series between with, with the last two games, uh, specifically with the Ballad of Ga- with the between the Ballad of Gay Tony and now this game. Um, are the only two games that I can think of that have apparently um, full frontal male nudity? Uh, it, uh, Red Dead Redemption also did, but that's also a Rockstar game, so I don't that shouldn't. That. Uh... Oh, okay. It, it, it was, it was, it was, it was a woman, but it was actually L.A. Noir had uh, full frontal women too, but they were usually mangled because they were murder victims. Oh, that's true. Yeah. So but, Rock, again, Rockstar's Rockstar. really ballsy here. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, no pun intended. Balls yeah. out. <laughs> Right here? Yeah, rim, rim shot. <laughs> uh, so here's one for Brutal Legend, which uh, I came upon forever ago, and it's amazing. Um, Brutal Legend is rated M for Mature. This is an action-adventure role-playing game that tells the story of Eddie Riggs, a roadie who is transported to a mythical world of heavy metal rock. Eddie is armed with a guitar and a double-headed axe, which players can use to slash and dismember enemies. Players can also perform, quote, Face-melting solos, literally melting enemies' faces. Meet humanoid creatures dressed like dominatrixes, brandishing whips, and liberate an army of rockers from a life of oppression. Although the storyline is often irreverent and whimsical, the depictions of violence are somewhat intense. Undead humanoids are dismembered with an axe, sometimes in slow motion. A, steel, a, a quote, steel-quilled blade causes human enemies to explode into gibbs that rain down. Machine guns, missile launchers, and subwoofers can be used to kill druids and other fantastical creatures. Eddie can also run over dozens of enemies with his hot rod, resulting in blood effects and more heads and limbs getting chopped off. During the course of the game, characters sometimes engage in suggestive dialogue for comedic effect, e.g., maybe with all your feedback, you guys could just blow me over the gorge. And, quote, playtime's over, now let's get back to the orgy. Players were also in... Players will also encounter, quote, skull rakers clad in bondage gear and Amazon-like warriors dressed in leather outfits that partially reveal buttocks and breasts. Strong profanity, e.g. fuck, shit, and dick, can be heard in the dialogue. I just love that one because it sounds like an Iron Maiden song. (laughs) That sounds like pretty much every Exodus video ever made. (laughs) I have one if I could jump in here. You may. So this is for Dante's Inferno. Oh my god, this is going to be good. (laughs) I'm just going to skip down to the good part. Um... Uh, let's see here. The most epic, the most intense depictions of violence occurred during cutscenes. The tapestry-style animations and the CGI-enhanced cinematics. Templar soldiers cut down people in half. A man is decapitated as his head hurtles towards the screen. A man gets stabbed through the eye with his own crucifix. And a soldier impales a woman through the chest by throwing a sword at the fleeing victim. The game also contains some sexual content and depictions of nudity. During one sequence, a distraught demon-like creature seizes Dante's right hand and slowly guides it across her bare chest. During another, shade minions in high heels moan lustfully in the lust level, of course, as tentacles protrude from their stomachs, their lower regions. Uh, <laughs> as for the nudity, a tapestry-style hand-drawn image of the... That's what it actually says. It says, as for the nudity. That was not... Yeah. <laughs> uh, Let's image, get to the meat of this. Yeah. <laughs> Im, uh, image of a topless woman embracing a man, the same art style 
depicting a slave woman, breasts exposed, lying on the floor with the guilt ridden, a naked woman on a stone slab levitating in the air, only her breasts are fully defined, and the aforementioned topless Cleopatra. Oh, I, I missed that part. Oh, here we go. Yeah, I skipped this before earlier. Um, a King Kong-sized Cleopatra, demon-like, purplish, topless, reigns over the level lust, and unblessed infants with sharp blades for arms zealously attack Dante in dark spaces. These unbaptized demons, they're not... Did they skip the part about how the unblessed infants crawled out of um, out of her breasts? I'm, that's the part that I'm trying to find, but I don't see it. Did, you, did, uh, did either of you guys play this game? Yeah. I have. Okay, mm-hmm. yeah. It's fantastic. Oh, penis. I see the word penis. Hang on. (laughs) (laughs) Now we're skimming. (laughs) In a bluish devil demon in boss battle mode, its penis visible during the flying and fire spewing and standing around their equivalent physics applied to the female male body parts. I can't believe they skipped that. Wow. It has genital physics. (laughs) Wow. As it should. Yes. Yes. Uh, Going from an incredibly serious... Are you done? Yeah. Going from an incredibly serious game to Saints Row 4. <laughs> Saints Row 4 is rated M for Mature, and this open-world action game players assume the role of the criminal character that rises in the ranks to become president. Of course. <laughs> players traverse a virtual city prison, engage with fantasy alien creatures, and battle enemy gang members along the way. Players use realistic guns, alien weaponry, e.g. black hole gun disintegrator, and super abilities, e.g. telekinesis and elemental attacks, to several to several creatures and humans. In a handful of missions, players are tasked with killing police officers and dispensing, quote, mayhem to complete objectives. Large blood splatter effects occur during combat. Some weapons cause characters to explode into pools of blood. Cutscenes also depict intense acts of violence. Characters executed at point-blank range. Players shooting or driving over pedestrians. During the course of the game, some female characters are depicted topless with pasties over their breasts. A handful of sequences depict female pole dancers performing at a strip club. Players can also initiate brief romantic encounters between characters. One scene depicts a robot hovering in front of a male character where fellatio is implied. There is no depiction of the actual sex act. A fictional drug, uh, Loa Dust, is prominent in the game, and characters can sometimes be seen using the drug to boost powers. The screen distorts to show the effects. The words fuck shit and asshole can be heard in the audience. Audience. Uh, dialogue. Not- <laughs> wow. I don't think I could have gotten uh, that Saints Row 4 has been filmed in front of a live studio audience. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Heavy Rain is really long. You sure you want me to read this one, Goat? Let's skim it for the... There's got to be some, some good stuff in there, because there was some craziness in that game. Okay, so heavy rain. Players encounter. I've skimmed. I've skipped the first part. Players may encounter victims at various crime scenes. A woman, fully clothed, in a bathtub tainted with blood. A child on. Un- I don't remember that. I do. Uh, a child under forensic examination, though the scene is largely narrative and clinical, with no depiction of the victim's face or signs of trauma. More direct depictions of violence include the following: a woman squirm- squirming and screaming as she catches on fire. A man impaled in the chest with a power drill. A female attacked in her own home by masked male assailants, the scene is prolonged, and a man shot, shown in slow motion, by police officers. Blood sometimes accompanies the acts of violence, whether triggered or viewed passively. And there's an entire paragraph for this next part. The most intense instance of violence occurs during a, quote, lizard trial sequence in which player's character Ethan is forced to cut off a segment of his own finger to save his son's life. Several instruments, saw, scissors, knife, etc., can be used to remove the finger, and though the camera pans away from actual dismemberment, instead the blade, the blood, the scream, uh, the scene's pouring focus on Ethan's psychological terror... Uh, the dread deliberation before the cut may be unnerving for some. 
That that appears to be uh, everything of note. For, oh wait, here we go. Game contains content nudity, shower cutscenes may depict a male's character bare butt. If players control the female character, her breasts and buttocks are also briefly visible. A more prolonged instance of nudity occurs during a female character's investigation of a seedy club owner after getting him alone in the room. The player character is asked to strip at gunpoint. She dances alone in a room. The player character is at... Hang on. Uh, dances topless in front of the man. Uh, the game also contains a prompt-based love scene, kissing and rubbing, in which players match an on-screen cues to angle characters' mouths, remove shirts and blouses, unhook bras and lower to the floor. <laughs> a woman briefly appears topless amidst the dark shadows and heavy breathing. Actual sex is never depicted as the camera fades to black. Oh, well, I was going to say I'd have to play this game. <laughs> <laughs> and then you ruined it. Um, and God of War is now on halt for Charlie's uh, nightmare. <laughs> Kids okay. are stripping. And at uh, at Goat's request, we're going to also look at Killer is Dead, which is a Suda 51 game, and those are always absolutely bonkers. And uh, I love them. Killer is Dead, this is an action game in which players assume the role of a cyborg that hunts down criminals in a futuristic world. Players use a katana blade to stab and slash at various enemies, e.g. humans, robots, and creatures, in frenetic combat. I just have to say, these, reader, these writers really like to use EG. <laughs> what? Large blood splatter effects occur frequently during battle. Decapitation and dismemberment of enemies is also depicted. Cutscenes also contain intense instances of violence, including close-up views of death-slash-decapitation, a villain stabbing himself in the stomach, a man shot in the head, a character's head sliced off. Players also have the ability to collect enemy body parts as spoils of battle to increase Cyborg's skill abilities. During the course of the game, characters sometimes engage in suggestive-slash-sexual behavior. One cutscene depicts a man and a woman caressing and grinding against each other. Moaning sounds can be heard. In several minigames, players earn points for looking at a woman's cleavage and crotch area, though no nudity is depicted. (laughs) (laughs) Say that again? Uh, Again, in several minigames, players earn points for looking at women's cleavage and crotch area, though no nudity is depicted. This is encouraged. This is encouraged. Okay. So uh, that's another one Charlie's going to take up. I'm going to skip that one because we're short on time here. Uh, I'm going to look at Catherine because this looks... Oh, Catherine's oh, a yeah. crazy game anyway. I, I can already see it from here by the uh, capital letters. <laughs> <laughs> There's a, this is a puzzle adventure game in which players assume the role of Vincent, a man with relationship issues that are manifested in his dreams. The game transitions between animated cutscenes and puzzle stages, i.e. nightmares. Oh, i.e., not e.g. Uh-huh. Uh, in the Nightmare World, players must help Vincent ascend crumbling towers by pushing, pulling, and climbing blocks to reach an exit. If players make the wrong move, they can be killed by spike traps and giant boss creatures, e.g. There it is. Yep. A demon bride. A chainsaw-wielding baby. <laughs> Death scenes are accompanied by exaggerated splashes of blood as Vincent is stabbed, crushed, shot, or bitten. During one cutscene, a character is stabbed in the stomach with a knife. A large pool of blood quickly forms under the body in order to move faster in the puzzles. Uh... In the puzzle stages, players can order Vincent alcoholic beverages, e.g. mixed cocktails, beer, sake, whiskey, etc. After three drinks, he begins to stumble around when moving. Three se- these sequences are accompanied by voiceover narration. It's said that chugging alcohol isn't good for you, but sometimes it's necessary. And take a take a big swig of cognac. That's how you pronounce that, right? Mm-hmm. Maybe. I think it's more cognac. Cognac. Throughout the game, sex and sexuality are frequently referenced, sometimes while two characters are in bed together, e.g., I finally became a man, got rid of my V-card, boom! <laughs> if, the, <laughs> if the one you love confessed to a sexual habit that you found absolutely unacceptable, what would you do? And after all you've done to my body, night after night, 
One bedroom sequence pans across a man's legs, then to his curling toes. Another scene briefly depicts a woman caressing her body while making suggestive comments, e.g., I've got a, such a hunger for these feelings. I know you have some hungers as well, don't you? The game also depicts the central character surrounded by topless female demons, though shadow effects obscure most details. The words fuck and shit can be heard in the dialogue. <laughs> uh, I love how they, they, they always come down to like, okay, after all this craziness has happened, oh yeah, they cuss too. Just, yeah. <laughs> uh, and of course, I felt like we had to go through Duke Nukem forever. Except for, there, there's nothing good in Duke Nukem Forever except for um, a couple missions within this level require players to recover sex toys and pictures of topless women. Uh, also, further down, the game also contains several sexual references and innuendo in the dialogue, e.g., I have hungry. You bring egg roll for me, Duke? If you supply the dancing, I'll supply the pole, and I'll need something naughty to play with. I just saw the egg roll thing, and I'm like, that, that looks funny. I've been I've been thinking about making a soundboard of quotes from 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 our episodes, and I think this episode now has given me <laughs> all of the VJ sound quotes I could possibly want. Um, and finally, because Google suggested it, uh, we're going to look at the ESRB description for Scribble Knots, the dirtiest game uh, nobody knew about. Uh, by the way, folks, Scribble Knots is rated E10, so this is going to be interesting. This is a puzzle game in which players navigate a series of traps, puzzles, and enemies to collect stars scattered throughout the colorful levels. Players have the ability to summon different objects by writing, typing in the word, e.g. bike, spaceship, lion, and watching it come to life. In multiple worlds, if multiple words are entered in a sequence, different whimsical scenarios can be triggered. A bicycle can be used to jump over a baby. A bulldozer can clear away a shark. And cabbage can be fed to dinosaurs. Players can elect to summon, quote, cartoony versions of bats, bombs, guns, and flamethrowers. These types of items can be used to destroy objects or even other summoned items, e.g. a club can be used to hit an animal. Steak can be attached to a baby to attract lions. Rockets can be lobbed at a man. These triggered animations are minimally depicted and usually accompanied by popping musical sound effects, bright star-shaped flashes, or small puffs of smoke. If players wish to, they may type in the word vomit, which causes a beige-colored lump to appear on the screen. <laughs> that, uh, was pretty good. So that's our, uh, that's, that's our reading of ESRB ratings. Um, we'll probably do this at another time when we find even better ones, but uh, if you'd like to... Um, find ESRB ratings of your own, uh, you can just go to ESRB.org and literally type in the title of any game and search their database. Um, you know, usually it's the M-rated ones that are a little bit more fun, but obviously with the case of Scribblenauts, if it's just imaginative, you know, the ESRB people are also usually pretty imaginative. Um, I would really like it if a listener would find a really good one and call in and leave a, a dramatic reading of themselves doing reading one of the ESRB ratings in the voice of Morgan Freeman. <laughs> the challenge has been set. <laughs> uh, what's the number again, Charlie? Uh, 94926 Gamer or 949-264-2637. You heard him, folks. Uh, find an ESRB rating you like, send it to our uh, Google Voice number or that phone number, whatever it is, and uh, if your recording is awesome enough, uh, we may feature it on air. Quote, on air. Quote, unquote. But other than that, speaking of uh, speaking of contests, let's see who won our previous Gamerhead Radio first ever contest. So uh, last week, Charlie uh, laid down the contest to uh, have anyone call into our uh, our Gamerhead Radio Super Hotline, as I've uh, dubbed it just now. I like it. Um, 
and leave the best possible message you could, and whoever leaves the best message um, will win a prize, which we've not revealed yet, correct? Correct. Okay. But but here's the tricky thing. We've, we've got two messages, and they're from the same phone number, so we're, we're assuming... <laughs> That th- this person will win, and uh, we're, we're pretty sure both of these calls come from our friend Matt Elfring, um, because he said he left us a voicemail, and there's two of them, and they're the same number, and so on. So we're we're going to listen to these and and see what they're like. Here's the first message. Welcome back to the voicemail radio show. I am Ted Swathers. And uh, we got some great oh, voicemails here to read called. from our voicemail number. Uh, here it goes first. Hey, Ted, loving the show. Can't wait to hear you read my voicemail. Signed, Jenny from South Carolina. Well, thanks, Jenny. Uh, we got a T-shirt coming your way. Uh, next up, we've got a uh, one from Ted. Hey, great name. Great name. That's my name. Uh, he said, uh, Ted... Love the name, love the show, love it when you read voicemails. Well, thanks, Ted. We got a uh, best of CD coming your way. Uh, next, we got a uh, uh, Jenny, a second Jenny, because uh, I can't go over the name. And it says, uh, Dear Ted, it's me, Jenny. Oh, well, then it's the old Jenny. Okay, okay. Uh, just wanted to send another voicemail saying, I got the t shirt. Wow, that was sent quick. Oh, thanks, Jenny. Uh, I got a CD coming your way. Uh, next message is from Jenny. She says, hey, uh, thanks for the CD. Can't wait to listen to all those great voicemails you'll be reading. Uh, That's great, Jenny. Uh, Great to have you, listener. Uh, Next up, we've got Roger. Roger says, first, or long time, first time, long time uh, listener, first time caller. Uh, My favorite thing about your show is how you read the voicemails onto another voicemail. I can't wait to hear my voicemail read into a voicemail. Well, buddy, we've got, uh, we got uh, three DVDs coming your way. Uh, two of them are my best of wacky adventure DVDs, and the third is my blooper reel, where I uh, screw up some great voicemails. Here's a little sample of that. Hey, we've got Anne. Anne says, hey there, Jenny. Oh, <laughs> sorry, sorry, that says... Ted, my name. Oh, boy, that's a doozy. <laughs> well, guys, uh, be sure to check us out online, uh, reading the voicemails to you, voicemail radio show, reading voicemails. I will uh, I will see you later. I'm Ted Swellers or whatever I said to be in this voicemail. <laughs> Take it easy and leave your name after the beat. <laughs> I feel mocked. <laughs> Thank you, Matches Elfring. Well, no, 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 Ted Swithers. That was Ted Swithers. Yeah. Oh, right. Uh, I think he stole Matches' phone. Oh, He's had okay. issues with people coming in and just stealing his phone and doing stuff. Yeah, he does work at a community college. Yeah. So. And, we, and we do have one more entry, he said? We do have one more entry from the same phone number. Um, so let's take a listen to that. Hey, this is Vin Diesel. I just want you guys to know I live my life a quarter mile at a time. You can't hold me back. I've got... I'm looking for her, and I'm going to find her. Uh, I think it's Vin Diesel. As I mentioned, I live my life a quarter of my life. What he said. Uh, 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 and apparently he's on some Valium. I like video games, but I like being with it. Um, make sure to check out Fast 7. It's called Stairway to Fast 7. <laughs> Like that song "Stairway to Heaven" the word seven. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump a, I'm gonna jump a shop, literally. Uh, 
going to do really good. I live my life a quarter mile at a time, and this quarter mile is going to be jumping over our shock and fast stairway to seven. Okay. Make sure to go see Fast Stairway to Seven at my new kids' movie called The Fence Painter. I play a guy who paints fences for a living, and he falls in love with a lady who owns the house, and she's got kids, and he's got to show why he's a good fence painter and good with kids. Live my life a quarter mile at a time. Bye bye. So uh, apparently we've had a celebrity call in. I'm pretty sure there was Vin Diesel promoting promoting Fast Seven. Uh, a kids movie, from what I understood. Uh, all I heard is "Go see my movie, Fast Seven and um, something about it's called "Stairway to Fast Seven like that song "Stairway to Heaven." Um, so now we have to decide between Ted Sweathers and Vin Diesel uh, who are going to send a. Well, see, to. I'm afraid to deny Vin Diesel because uh, he has a house around here somewhere. So oh. it, he, 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 I don't want him to come and break my face. I think he moved. I think he moved a while I back. Think he moved. Yeah. Well, I still don't want him to come and break my face. So I'm going to say Vin Diesel wins. Really? Okay. Wow. All, all right. Um, <laughs> then um, the uh, the prize for this is going to be a ten dollar gift card to um, the online game marketplace of your choice, whether it's uh, Xbox, Xbox Live, Live Marketplace, PlayStation uh, Network, yep, Steam, Amazon. I mean, if they uh, e- I, Nintendo eShop. Yep, Nintendo eShop. Um, Which uh, all I think have the new Fast and Furious game. So oh, yeah, <laughs> that'll work out so well. Yeah. For him. So. Vin can uh, Google help Play, himself out. Google Play Store or the uh, Apple App Store. Um, so, Vin Diesel, go ahead and just let us know where you'd like uh, your gift card to be for. And um, Okay, but no, seriously. <laughs> I can't tell if this is a great idea or a horrible idea. But, um, no, but uh, we, we all know that, uh, that those were left by our good friend uh, uh, Matt Giselle Frank from Red versus the Nets. So, uh, Matt... I hate to say it, but technically you won. So. <laughs> I'd like to say that like Ted better. Just it was it was, a, it was well, it was a, more le- it was more audible. Like mm-hmm. I, I can understand what he was saying better. So there was that. Well, yeah, but Vin Diesel. I mean, you really can't get too audible with him. I mean, yeah. the weight's getting his way. Yeah. So <laughs> shall we uh, get to the actual mailbag then? Hey, yeah, because we did actually have a mailbag question this week. Believe it or not. Hot um, damn. It was suggested by Charlie's wife. Not it, for real. I wasn't just saying for that. For real. <laughs> he does have a wife. Uh, <laughs> I've seen her. She's fed us. Um, <clears throat> multiple times. So uh, so our mailbag question this week is, in your opinion, which video game character is the most bangable? Oh, my. Do we have answers for these? Well, yeah. Yep. Uh, I'm pretty sure I've, I've uh, professed my love for Lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to... Is there a why? It seems like we'd get along. Okay. She enough. wouldn't talk too much. You're both kind of mopey. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I just see some sword envy in there, but other than that. <laughs> Goat, what about you? Uh, Samus. Okay. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine Samus. she's got all sorts of weird like scars and stuff like that because of the suit. Hey, what a road miles or road miles. I'm, I'm just, I would just be concerned about the smell when the suit comes off. That's the only thing I yeah. think. Well, she wears it like nine to five, guys. It's not like a permanent thing. Are you sure? Don't ruin my fantasy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Charlie, if, uh, what about you um, at the risk of um, making your wife angry? Oh, no. She, she already asked me my answer for this, and I told her. And so oh. this, is, this is not oh, uh, good, a good. We don't have any crazy wives coming in and killing yeah. us. <laughs> um, I, I, would, I would actually have to go with Catherine. From Which the, one? From the, from the aforementioned Catherine. Which one? Well, the the, the blonde K. one or the glasses one? The, 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 oh, you're making me think. 
Remember, the blonde one's crazy. <laughs> the glasses one is also crazy, but, like, why aren't we married yet crazy? <laughs> um, the blonde one. Okay. Really? Because, you know, succubus. Yeah, yeah. yeah okay. Everybody wants one of those in the closet. Yeah. Um, oh, and my wife has an answer. Oh, really? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. This could be interesting. Um, um, oh, Jesus Christ. Um, uh, he's not a video game character? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he's also off the market. <laughs> um, her answer is Drake. Oh, Nathan Drake. Yes. Eh, respectable. Yeah. I could see respectable. your wife getting into some Nathan. Yep. <laughs> um, what? <laughs> no, no, no. It's the other way. Anyway. Um, <laughs> and Charlie taking pictures and going, yes. And Charlie knows what his next Halloween costume is. Yeah. <laughs> that or Moose. <laughs> That's another story. Uh, anyway. Why don't um, you just have Nathan Drake riding a moose? Oh, there, hey, there, there you go. <laughs> so anyway, the people who actually answer the question on Facebook, uh, again, our buddy Matt Elfring says Mike Tyson. Uh, Matt, we meant bangable as in you'd fuck them, not as in. No, I'm pretty hit sure them. he understood the question. I think he totally. understood. Yeah. Oh, okay. I just, think we just, just learned something. Like, about I think that. it's confused the high voice. Oh, but. <laughs> <laughs> um. Uh, Brian says Chun Li only if her enormous thighs don't crush your skull. That and is a si- valid si- point. Silly me being you know a little old innocent me and just mm-hmm. like why would her thighs be up by your head? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Right, that that could happen. Yes, yes. Okay. Page three of the getting laid wiki. Shut yep. up, goat. <laughs> um, so to the emails. Um, <laughs> That's an awkward transition. <laughs> our uh, our buddy Paulie Redcoat from the Good Bad Horrible podcast actually wrote in said, "Charlie, your wife made s'mores and didn't burn down the house." Apparently. That that was a question this time. <laughs> this time. Well, he's also not up, up on Michelle's. Um, I, I, Transformation I, yeah. into chef, almost like exorcism. One day she woke up and she's like, "Oh, I can cook now." Yeah. Um, uh, Polly says, "VJ, no love for clerks." Nope. Sorry. Uh, or the British. Polly also, at, huh? Or the British. Oh, do I have to say this email in a British accent? I don't know. Well, no, he's British. I'm going to so. say yes. I'll, okay, the, the last one I'll say in a British accent. General question: Can good, bad, horrible borrow the technical unicorn for sound effects sometime? Well, we have them under contract. Um, yeah, you'll have to speak to my agent. Yeah. You have an agent? I don't even have an agent. Yeah. Yeah. I, I pretty much... You're his agent? I'm your agent. Let's be honest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm like the business guy, which is uh, probably horrible. <laughs> uh, and, of course, Songbird actually writes in this week. Um, Songbird, we got your other email explaining that the email got bounced back. You're, you're we are sorry that Google did not like you last we week. We forgive you. We uh, actually uh, emailed him. And he's uh, he personally apologized, and it'll never happen again. Yeah, something like that. I don't um, believe him, but that's what he said. So Amber writes in, Dear Viking Jesus Goat and Charlie, mailbag answer, uh, I guess Liara to Sony from the Mass Effect series would be g- considerable, since Asari <laughs> are, quote, monogendered and can mate with any sex and species. May so, I? May I just? So uh, Songbird doesn't have any men. Meat may, crush, may, huh? may I? May I just throw out there that um, Liara mm-hmm. to Sony and Lightning from Final Fantasy Thirteen, same voice actor. Just, Tris? just, just throwing that out there. Voice actress. Whatever. <laughs> so we're saying I, I, no. It's a dude. <laughs> that would be impressive. I also would like to comment that I think you read that with the same amount of awkwardness that she wrote it in. So, good job on that. Well, but, she she's really good at writing. Like I, the, but, you know. well, I, yeah, but I'm stuck on the whole. He had to make the point that it's the same voice actor. So now we have that weird turn of you songbird and this. Moving on. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
If you were capable, would you guys actually consider voice acting? It sounds like a neat job, but then there's that chance you might do a character which you don't want to be associated with. Uh, I think at least Charlie and I have, um, you know, shown that we're capable of at least semi-professional voice acting. I would absolutely love to be a voice actor. I would love to, actually, legitimately. And and to be fair, Songbird, if you voice a character you don't like, it's probably in a different voice than your normal one, so no one but you <laughs> would ever know that was you outside of, like, if no, you, know, you hide your face. Unless you and watch the credits. I've, I've read interviews with actors and actresses who have read, um, who have done parts of characters who are not very appealing, like, you know, killers and, you know, just bad, bad guys in movies and whatever, and they always say, like, you know, it's, you know... You know, there, there's always the crazy fans, like, of a particular thing that, um, that, you know, associate the character with that actor or actress. Like, there are people who will, will forever hate the guy that played um, a, a Snape in Harry Potter because he's the one who killed Dumbledore. Spoiler alert. Um, even, you bitch! Yeah. You bitch! <laughs> so, um, you know, there, there's always, um, you know, those crazy fans. But for the most part, I mean, people definitely seem to understand that. You know, the the actor and the actress is not their characters. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So so to answer your question, no, that would not bother me. Okay, um, I'd actually enjoy it. So with technology becoming more advanced, will we ever stop using actual people for voices? I doubt it. Because I I saw this something I saw this today. Um, you well, know, you'd have to have a organic source. Well, see, here, here's the thing: you you can you can uh, you can roboticize a lot of things, but you can never emulate the you know actual emotion behind a voice. Yeah, you yeah. know. So, so I don't think we'll ever you, use. You, need, you need the organic part of it, like the humanoid aspect of it, because I don't think you can ever put like I don't even think you can tweak a robotic voice to raise for a question. Oh, you you can you, you, you can. can do some of those kinds okay. of things, but it's never yeah. But it's I mean, not like believable. Is yeah, what I'm it, saying. Well, yeah, you would be able to tell. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's we're, you know we're definitely approaching the uncanny valley of not being able to tell a digital, um, you know, a, a CG character from a human character. Like you know, some of that stuff is just getting so good. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I really have to wonder. You know, I can't tell the difference, but yeah, I think with a voice, I think it's you know, if it happens, I don't think it's soon. You yeah. know, being able to being and able Disney to program the in the right kind of inflection, yeah. and um, you know where you want it, and things like that. that that's my prediction too. Yeah. Disney will be the first one to do it. I could see that. Uh, was there ever a video? A lot of voiceover questions today. Was there ever a video game character voice you didn't like because you didn't think it fit the bill? What would be the fix? Uh, yeah, Kiefer Sutherland is Snake, uh, and the fix <laughs> is getting David Hayter to do Snake. That's all I've got to say. But that—that's fanboyism. Yes. Insert but I don't think his voice fits the bill. That's yeah, what the question yeah, was. Yeah, but but that, that's not a true answer because, honestly, it's insert anybody else's name other than David Hayter here, and Mike's like, no, it doesn't fit. To be fair, if I had no idea what his name was, I would still think his voice was off. <laughs> uh, what about you guys? Any ideas? I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think a lot of I think a lot of characters that we remember, at least, are very well cast. Yeah. So yeah. we don't really, you know, ever want to change them. Um... <laughs> The voices of you three have been swapped with one another for a week. What would you do? Oh, boy. Make a lot of disturbing phone calls. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, uh, just a ton. <laughs> Who's, whose voice am I getting? Because if I get Charlie's, I, yeah. can, I can imagine, you know, having some fun with that. If I get Goat's, I'll be like, eh, whatever. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of fun would you have with my voice? I don't know. I would so get a telemarketing job. <laughs> Not sure what that implies. That'd be amazing. You I'd apply that, you know, to be Mr. Movie Phone. Yeah. <laughs> you have that gentle voice that you could you know, be like, Hello, ma'am. Have you thought about Jesus lately? 
Well, let me give you 25 Whoa, minutes. Oh, hang on. Time. Let's not get crazy. <laughs> Uh, Songbird's last question uh, I'm actually really going to enjoy um, You guys answering Not You'll see Now for my <laughs> lowbrow question Ooh, She's going lowbrow? You guys are now You guys are now gals Not dudes a, ga- a gaming character appears to bang your rear Which ones would you rather do? I'm going to need that one more time Yeah Let's try that a little you guys are now us. You guys are now gals Not dudes okay. A gaming character appears to bang your rear Appears Like pops out of no, like thin air Poof. And it's like Guess what You're getting it in the butt like, <laughs> but Which character would that? you Which Well I don't know Maybe we have to imagine from you know, Her perspective or so, something I want to make sure I'm understanding the question So if I have to pick a character That is going to spontaneously appear behind me To give <laughs> me the anal sex And I'm a girl <laughs> <laughs> what is the character I would pick? That's the question. Yes. I'm still looking for why we have to be girls for anal sex. <laughs> That's a very good point. <laughs> um, less awkward? <laughs> a little less awkward. This is a... I, I don't want to say this is a good question for fear of sounding... No, this is great. This is a great <laughs> question because, yeah. Squall. Um, <clears throat> Squall. Squall? Yeah. I just, I just see him being very yeah. timid about it and just eventually like, you know what? This isn't working. I don't know. He's too stoic for me. That's kind of my point. <laughs> Mike likes a little bit more grit. <laughs> like grab him by the hair, show him who's like boss. Like wrap it in sandpaper grits. Like where are you going with this? <laughs> no, I see. My, I see. My, I see Mike more of a Dante guy. Ow! <laughs> like like Dante just shows up, grabs him by the hair, and just goes, "This is happening." <laughs> so there's my pick, Dante. <laughs> Wow, you guys really know each other, huh? Uh, I, I see. I don't know. I think. I think. Um, you you can't think of what character you would love to have the homo sex with. Yes. yes. No, but he's a girl. It wouldn't be homo. Technicalities. Yeah, that was yeah. a good beatboxing right there. <laughs> I, I, I actually, I think Mario would probably be the best. <laughs> Just for the sheer fact of I Let's get, a go. Yeah, no, just for the sheer fact of I get the, the Italian man that every woman, every stereotypical woman dreams of. Fat and mustache? <laughs> Look, chicks have low standards, all right? Oh, God. And two, you the can guys, send your responses no, no, no. to goats at Gamerhead. Right? Uh, that's fine. And two, for the, for the great joke of, well, he knows how to lay his pipe. Oh, Jesus. Anyway, that's all the that that's all that's all the mailbag for this week. Uh, go to <laughs> mailbag. Go to <laughs> go to. Remember any? Of your, oh my god! <laughs> See what you did, Songbird. We have to rename the segment now. <sighs> go, uh, go to. You remember any of your tour dates? Yeah, uh, the, the last one that's coming up here is uh, September seventh. That's Psycho Stick, right? Yeah, which is Psycho Stick at Take Twenty at the uh, the Rockfords, Illinois. And then uh, we also have a plug because we will be guest hosting. Oh yeah, um, Polly's. Yeah, uh, Goat and I are going to be guest hosting on uh, Polly Redcoat's. Uh, what's the other guy? Sideshow Bill. Yes, I, I know he's Bill, but yeah. I don't know what his. He's actually uh, a resident Mega Man nut that we always reference. Yeah, it's um, his, we'll, be, we'll be guest hosting on their uh, podcast, Good, Bad, Horrible, about video game movies um, sometime next week. Mm-hmm. So if you um, want to hear us just derail a, a completely normal podcast. It'll be a great time. Yeah, it should be interesting. Um, 
Charlie, do you have anything? Well, so here we'll do this. Um, I'm going to um, hit the reset button on the voicemail contest because I don't think we can get a hold of Vin Diesel to give him the prize that uh, he so uh, he, he so readily earned. Um, well, so, we'll get a hold of matches and see if he still got because uh, he used Match's phone. So maybe he's, he might be taking that. Uh, that weight or PE class still at ECC, so yeah, maybe. <laughs> so, um, so maybe if I actually come out and say ahead of time what the price is going to be, I thought the mystery would be uh, would be alluring to some, but apparently not because you know, well, you heard the responses we got. So, um, <laughs> so we'll do the voicemail contest one more time, and now you know the winner of this is going to get a ten dollar gift card to the E Game Shop. Uh, marketplace of your choice. So once again, which is a decent game. I, yeah, I think so. Um, so uh, please call in nine four nine two six gamer or nine four nine two six four two six three seven, and just leave us a voicemail. Anything it could be in response to our mailbag question, which will be posted later in the week. It could just be uh, some commentary about the show. It could be anything that you could possibly. It could want. be if Vin Diesel steals your phone. You know, yeah, whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, if okay. you want to off the rails with it, Dave, whatever. Yeah, anything you want, and the best voicemail uh, next week will get the prize. But, um, you know, we actually have to, to get a hold of you. So, Vin, if you call back, I apologize, <laughs> but just do me a favor and leave us your phone number so we can get back in touch with you. Um, I actually have a plug this week. Um, I just released my original song, Polybius. Um, it's available right now for a Name Your Price download on my Bandcamp page, uh, vikingjesus.bandcamp.com. Um so far, everyone I know that's heard it loves it. Uh, Goat plays bass on it. Yeah, it's um, right. Charlie is associated with it in some nondescript manner. Um, I am. <laughs> you listen to it. Okay. <laughs> um, so uh, go to the page, um, You know, listen to the song, download it, buy it, whatever. Uh, if you want to throw a buck my way, I'd appreciate it. If you want to throw more than that, I'd appreciate it more, but whatever. Um Aside from that, if you like what you hear, like us on Facebook, uh, facebook.com slash GamerHeadRadio. Follow us on Twitter, at GamerHeadRadio. Uh, if you want to follow us individually, I'm at VikingGamesLive. He's at Sir Goatsworth. He's at TechCharlie. That's T-E-K Charlie. We're also on I Google+. I love the fact Plus. that you just pointed at all of us yeah. and said he. Yeah. Well, you know. Yeah, uh, all of the links to the Facebook, the Google+, and the Twitter for the, both the show pages and our individual pages are all at GamerHeadRadio.com. So... There you go. And if you have anything to email us on oh, whatsoever. Yeah. Huh? I, I got one more. And we're on oh. Stitcher Radio now. So, um, yay! So if you're not familiar, Stitcher is basically, it's a streaming uh, podcast radio service. Um, it's uh, it's great if um, you know if uh, you know they have a they have a, their web app they have Android and iOS apps and all that fun stuff. It's uh, it's just another really easy great way to listen to the show and um, it helps. By, by the way, if you listen to our show off of iTunes or on Stitcher, it uh, it does help us out. It does raise us in the rankings and it makes us easier for people to find our show. If you please uh, give us positive reviews on Stitcher or iTunes or uh, you know thumb up you know thumb us up on Stitcher, I think is what it is. Um, you. you know yeah. <laughs> Back to the gals. Yeah. Um, so yeah, uh, the um, you know uh, positive ratings and feedback from our listeners is always uh, it both helps us out and it makes us feel warm and tingly inside. So there's all that. And with that, I think that's everything, right? I think so. Yeah. Uh, if you want to email us about anything whatsoever, editors at gamerheadradio.com. Uh, as Charlie mentioned, the phone number if you want to call us for whatever reason is nine four nine two six gamer. Um, and with that, this episode of Gamerhead Radio has been brought to you by Strickland Propane. Taste the meat, not the heat. This has been Gamerhead Radio.
from the movie phone, brought to you by AOL. If you know the name of the movie you want to see, press one now. Who the fuck is this guy? <laughs> Does he know where Metal Gear is? <laughs> if you're happy with the voice actor for Solid Snake, press two now. No. <laughs> if you know where Metal Gear is, press three now. No. 